are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Tuesday. Kind of a frustrating Daily Roundup today. We're going to talk about the fact that Clayton Eckert is going on Nick's podcast on Thursday. And my feelings towards that, if you listen to Dave Neal's YouTube show yesterday, my feelings are pretty similar to Dave's. Dave and I pretty much share the uh, same brain. No, kidding. We don't share the same brain, but we clearly think alike when it comes to this case and what we've been talking about for the last six months. So we'll get into that a little bit. Rachel Levis, her first podcast came out. Rachel going rogue. She broke down the first hookup she had with Tom Sandoval, how she felt about it then, how she feels about it now. Did you know that deal or no deal is coming back? Oh, it is. And they're putting it on an island and they're changing up the rules. We're going to take a look at that. And we'll also talk about Golden Globes and maybe get to what's coming out this Friday. We'll get to all that momentarily. So I know a lot of you yesterday emailed me once it was made official and once Nick announced it on his podcast yesterday with Gypsy, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, is that her name? That uh, at the five minute mark of his podcast, he said that he's going to have Clayton on the show on Thursday. So I don't want to misquote Nick. I don't want to paraphrase anything. I'm going to play his basically teaser for Clayton coming on his podcast on Thursday. It's 90 seconds long, and just listen to the whole thing here. On Thursday, this Thursday, we have Clayton Eckhart with us. And for those of you who don't know who Clayton Eckhart is, he was a former bachelor. Eckhart. Uh, a couple years ago, can you just say Eckhart? Has been in the midst of a paternity scandal. Yeah, I would say that he was accused of of impregnating a a, a person, and then that person claimed to be pregnant with twins. It, it is the craziest story. I can't even comprehend it. Clayton is with us for two full hours on Thursday, and he comes with every single detail. Every single detail. <laughs> From beginning to end, he is incredibly vulnerable. Receipts. Receipts. He shows screenshots. It's, it's crazy. It is a, it is a, if you thought you knew that story, you don't know this story. And it's, I wouldn't say it's a true crime story, but it's definitely not true. <laughs> I don't know. It's what, I don't even know what you would call it, but it is a, it's bizarre. It is a bizarre, fascinating story, uh, riddled with potential scandal and, and you guys can be the judge. We, we, we let Clayton come and share his story. And he shared, I had talked with him a few times and he had shared, uh, some information and he shared some details and he shared some emails and finally I thought you know this makes sense to give him a chance to share his side of the story and and we let him do it very much unplugged so that is this Thursday on the vile files on going deeper so look out for that and just so you know with Clayton you know it's obviously it's a very heavy topic so we, we traded it with the care that it deserved oh gosh where do I begin look the first thing that comes to mind is and I know a lot of you have come to me and said why is Clayton doing his show look I understand why he's doing Nick's podcast. Do I wish he would have gone on with Dave first or me? Of course. But I do understand. Nick has a bigger audience. I'm not, as much as I dislike the guy, I can objectively admit he's got a bigger audience than us. So it makes sense in that aspect. So it's actually better that he's going on a you know bigger audience first and more people are going to hear about this story that have not been paying attention to Dave and I for six months. With that said, it was just incredibly infuriating. Listen to Nick hype this up. 
you know, him saying that it's two hours long and he brings it all the receipts and the screenshots and Natalie jumping in. Oh, like, oh yeah, he's got the, he's got receipts. It's like, Nick, welcome to the party, pal. Every receipt I guarantee that Clayton shows Nick and talks about in Thursday's podcast, we've already gone over months ago. So this idea that he's dropping some big bomb, getting Clayton to talk openly about this for the first time is a big bomb. But don't think that you got something here with receipts. This is all stuff we've seen, you know? There's nothing new here. You didn't break anything. You had the ability... Well, we'll get to that in a second. The second thing was him saying about a true crime. He's like, I, is this a true crime? And Dad's like, no, it's not a true crime. What are you talking about? This is 1,000% a true crime story. It's in the legal system in Arizona. There is back and forth happening. There is major, major things that is happening here where a crime and lying under oath while it hasn't been proven yet, I would think will be soon enough. This is absolutely a true crime story. What do you mean you don't know if this is true crime? Dumb take. I thought the worst thing he said, though, was Nick sitting there saying he shared stuff with me in the past. I've seen some things here and there. I finally thought it was time to put him on and share. What? Look, we said this months ago. Dave and I both did. Nick has known about everything since the beginning. Clayton has spoken to Nick. I don't know why Nick, it's just the chicken shit to hide behind, oh, you know, I've spoken to sources close to this situation. He's spoken to Clayton numerous times. So let's stop pretending this is all news to him. Shit, he basically just admitted it without outing the fact that Clayton was his source. I've seen receipts. I've seen screenshots. Yeah. And he didn't bother to cover the story for the last four months because he was too scared. You know, here's the thing that I think is going to be the biggest thing that might get under myself, my skin and Dave's skin on Thursday. I know that this was already been recorded and Nick said it was two hours long. I have not spoken to Clayton about it yet. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll wait until after the podcast comes out. But I would be stunned if Clayton spoke about this for two hours and never brought up Dave Neal or Reality Steve. I, I, he, I've had enough texts with Clayton to know that he knows I'm behind him. He knows I've supported him from the very first conversation I had with him about this case. If he didn't, I, I, I'd be honestly say I'd be disappointed if Clayton didn't bring up my name or Dave's name. And that's not an ego thing. That is, we're the only two people who have championed his cause for two months. So I would hope he would at least bring it up. Then the question becomes, if he did bring it up and Nick didn't air it in the podcast, oh, you know I'm going to have something to say about that. So we'll see how this goes on Thursday. I don't think Clayton is really going to share anything that we don't already know. He might be sharing it to Nick's audience, who's oblivious because Nick has been too chicken shit to cover this for four months. So maybe that's the case. And Nick is just appeasing his audience that does not know about this case. But come on. 
you know who's been talking about this nonstop. Dave even more so than me, because Dave was going in and reading court documents consistently online. And he was dealing more with Laura than I was, even though I was dealing with Laura because I still have every email she's ever sent to me. And I would tell you she emailed me. Sometimes I'd read you the email. Sometimes I'd read you portions of it. Sometimes I would just tell you she emailed me. So, but we are the only two. There's nobody else out there on the internet, especially within the Bachelor world, Bachelor Nation, that covered it as much as we did. Others might have talked about it on occasion and said, oh my gosh, Clayton's being sued by a woman who's claiming she's pregnant. Just, I'm talking about laid it all out there, got to the facts, talked about what Laura said, what Laura did, what Laura sent in emails, photos, videos, incriminating herself in emails. There's only two people that have been doing that for four months, and that's Dave Neal and me. So, again, I'd be really surprised if Clayton doesn't bring up our names. But if he did, and then it's not aired because Nick doesn't want to give anybody else any sort of credit on his podcast, which I could totally see him editing that out, I will have some choice words for him, and so will Dave, for sure. But I'm glad that a big audience is going to now hear Clayton's story for the first time, and you. You know, as much as Dave and I have relayed stuff, now you're going to hear directly out of Clayton's mouth what he went through for the last six months. So I think that'll be good. That's the good part of all this. But I just, yeah, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth the way Nick is finally glomming on to this subject matter that's literally been out there for four months that he's been too scared to report on. Bottom line, he's been scared. Even though he knew what was going on. For him to say in that teaser... You know, I finally thought it was time. Bullshit. Bullshit you finally thought it was time. You've known this whole time what's been going on. What finally put it over the edge for you to to have him cover it? To have him on? To have to at least even talk about it? I understand you couldn't have probably had him on earlier because he was going through court cases. But you never spoke about it once. And one time when you did speak about it, you were joking about it with Gabby Windy And Gabby was saying she would have hired a PR person to handle this better. And you didn't come back at her and say, no, 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 Gabby, you don't know how serious it is. Just placates to all his guests. It's fucking disgusting. He's a creep. He's a prick. But I'm glad Clayton is going to get his story out there to the masses. This podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. You get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Whether your New Year's resolution is to save money or eat better, which has been both for me, to stress less, HelloFresh here to help you say hello to all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you will like delivered right to your door. For me, the tacos absolutely killed it. Made them last weekend. They were excellent. You guys got to try this out. These are meals that are less than 30 minutes to make. Maybe some are 35, but maybe you cut a little corner and you get it done for 30 minutes. But what I'm saying is you can't beat this deal that I'm getting you. You go to HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree. Use promo code RealitySteveFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life. 
HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree with promo code RealitySteveFree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This is also brought to you by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code RealitySteve. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code RealitySteve for 30% off and free shipping, microdose.com, promo code RealitySteve. So Rachel Levis launched her podcast yesterday. Rachel Goes Rogue, is that what the name of it is? I'm just reading the recap that uh, people.com gave us. And, you know, there's a lot of quotes in here from her very first podcast, but basically one of the main things they covered was the fact that she recalled her first night together with Sandoval. What happened? Basically, it came down to they were all drinking at Sir, and then he suggested going over to the Abbey, which is a nearby bar in Hollywood, instead of meeting up with the rest of the group. So she said she felt good in that moment. He was giving her attention. Then he offered to give her a ride back to the house that he shares with Ariana. So they get to his house. They're talking for 20 minutes. And he's like, do you want to come in for a nightcap? And she said, oh, twist my arm. Why don't you? Yeah, of course I do. Then they, he confirmed that he locked himself out of the house, something that I guess came up during season 10, which I didn't watch. I only watched the reunion show. That's when I got hooked on this. Um, so Rachel says in regards to Ariana, She's sleeping upstairs. So he's like, oh, I'm locked out. Let me try the back door. Come around with me to the back. And I was like, okay, cool. So we go to the back and the sliding door isn't unlocked. So he's like, well, we've got the fire pit here. And I was like, yeah, fire pit's cool. Like we could just keep talking. This is becoming one of the more boring podcasts I've ever heard. Like I get she's telling a story about the first hookup, but she's giving details about some of the most mundane stuff. Like, oh, we walked around the back and oh, a sliding door. It's like, just get to the good stuff. Really? Seriously. Anyway, um, they found out that the pool was heated. I guess she got excited. So she says she took her jeans off. She had his corset top on. So she left that on and she was in his underwear and she went in his pool and it was heated. Great. Um, then they started playing music on her phone and he instructed her to turn down before they got physical. She said he looked at me a certain way and then he like grabbed me, spun me and kissed me. I was surprised, but like happy. Oh, God. So bad, so embarrassing. I knew it was wrong. Tom knew it was wrong. Because right after Tom kissed me, he sat on the stair of the pool and he was like hands on his face. His mind must have been running a million miles a minute contemplating what to do. She basically said I should go. Got my towel, dried off, got my pants on. And he was like, no, 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 don't go. Just sit down. So we moved to the couch by the fire pit. And he was like, hang on, I just need to think for a second. I just don't know what to do right now because I really like you. But, you know, I was like, okay, well, I feel weird sitting here. Would you rather go talk about this in my car? And he was like, yeah. So we go to my car. When asked by the show's producer if they hooked up, Levis responded, yeah, we did. Producer said everything. She said it was very bad. As for new who initiated the hookup, Rachel said, does it even matter who made the first move? Because it was like, I feel like I'm in this like romantic. I feel swept off my feet. I feel so infatuated and like loved. So she basically said he was always there for her and they bonded about things about the show and about dealing with the popularity that they were. But now she's had a change of heart since she heard him on the two T's in a pod that she said she felt sick while listening to. She said, I've never had a physical reaction before, but I felt like I was going to throw up like because his voice repulsed me and I'm like, okay, this is a good sign. So that's all what people covered. I did not listen to the podcast. I don't plan on listening to her podcast. 
when she says something interesting, they will take a transcription of it and I'll read you certain parts. But it sounds like, at least based on that, that she is definitely over him and she will never give him the time of day, which she shouldn't. He, on the other hand, is the one, and it didn't sound like from what I read there that she made any excuses about what happened. She still realizes she didn't, and she's in a better place now, I guess. But at least she's doing better than what Tom did when he's talked about this, where he's still putting blame on other people. It's just the whole thing is kind of disgusting all around, the way he's handled things and the way he's talked about it and the way he's tried to pit people against, you know, Ariana. It's just, dude, you cheated on your girlfriend of nine years. You can talk all you want about where the relationship was at at that stage when you cheated and you were, you know, it was a sexless relationship. All this stuff that he's claimed and whatever, it's just excuses. That's all it is to deviate you from the fact of what he did and how shitty it was. Not only did he cheat on his girlfriend of nine years, not only did he cheat on his girlfriend of nine years with a woman who was very good friends with her, but he kept it going. This wasn't a one-night hookup in a pool that they regretted because they kissed. It was an affair that he carried on behind his girlfriend of nine years back. He has no one to blame but himself. Raquel, just as much to blame. She knew where he stood with Ariana, whatever, even when he was selling her a bag of goods of, oh, no, no, it's ending anyway, or whatever. She knew. She knew, and we've, even though I don't watch the show and I'm not familiar, those of you who do watch the show are very well aware of the conversation she would have with Ariana talking about Tom and asking questions. It's just, it was creepy on her part to do that, knowing she was banging him behind Ariana's back. So all you can do at this point is, okay, it happened. One, make sure it never happens again. I mean, they're two single people. I guess it could. They're, they're not cheating on anybody if they do. But I think if she were to hook up with him again or get back with him again, I think a lot of people would look at it as she never learned a damn thing. So I don't think that's going to happen. It doesn't sound like it. She sounds repulsed by the guy. And that's all you can ask for her at this point. What's she going to do? She can't take back what she did. She can apologize, say I never should have done that, and take full responsibility and move on. And that's basically all she can do at this point. I don't know if we'll ever see her on this show again. I think we will at some point. She's going to make an appearance, but when that'll be, we just don't know. But, you know, she's got a podcast now. Rachel Goes Rogue. Let's see if next week's podcast brings in any new details that maybe we didn't know about. And finally, Deal or No Deal is coming back. Did you know this? I had no idea. But it's going to air right after one of the divisional games on NBC on, what's the 13th of November? Joe Manangiello. How do I, I always screw up how to pronounce his name, but I think it's Manangiello. He's the host. It's not Howie Mandel. There's 13 contestants that are on Deal or No Deal, but it's on an island, and that's why it's called Deal or No Deal Island. 30-minute preview after the NFL wildcard game on January 13th on NBC. So the series premiere is on February 26th, so it's not going to premiere for another month, a little month and a half, uh, and then it moves into its regular time slot on March 4th. A couple people from the past that are on reality shows are on it. Boston Rob, shocker. Uh, this guy is just, they go after him for everything. And Claudia Jordan, who actually used to be one of the girls that flipped open the cases 
back when she was first acting. Now she's actually a contestant playing for this. But it's not being done the same way where they just bring up one person and, you know, you pick a case and then you pick all the other ones and try and hope your case, the one you picked was, has the million. So in the new version of the show, it says cases will be filled with over $200 million in cash and are hidden across the island. Some in mud, others up in the air, and yes, one surrounded by snakes. In each episode, players will compete in challenges to retrieve the briefcase with the most money that will grant them immunity and the ability to choose another contestant to enter the temple where that person was going to play a round of Deal or No Deal. If the player chosen to enter the temple accepts a deal worth less than their selected briefcase, they are eliminated. If they make a good deal, then they get to eliminate someone who doesn't have immunity. I think I understand that. If you don't know the original show, that probably went over your head, but I think I get it. They're just making it more of a um, gamey type show. So Boston Rob and Claudia Jordan are two of the 13 people competing in this. The 11 other people have been announced. They're on a website on EW.com, and they're just regular people. I don't believe any of these people are from reality TV or actors or actresses. So um, keep that in mind. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tune in. I'll give it a little chance. Um the show has always amazed me because of the greed of some people, because let's face it, the people who got to play Deal or No Deal, the people who get cast on this show and the original show, these aren't CEOs making seven figures a year. They are people that have a good backstory, people that may have lost something in their life. They lost their house to a fire and stuff like that. It's just a way for them to win money. They want to give away money on this show. And it's just amazing how greedy some people got when you know the banker would offer them $200,000, but these people think out of 25 briefcases, they actually chose the one and they're holding the million dollar case. You know, it's just like, I, I think this is what basically hedging is in sports. I think once you got to a certain point, the amount of people that turned down 200,000 or something like that, because they thought they had a million, that's just flat out greed. Cause I guarantee the people that were up there weren't making $200,000 a year or else they probably wouldn't be on the show. So I don't know. I'll still watch it. This looks like a, a it looks almost very survivory too because it is on an island. It looks like they have some sort of duel. Yeah. So, uh look forward to that. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now, and we are back tomorrow with yet another episode. So, thank you all for tuning in, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.